Art versus commerce. That's often the big discussion around artists in the arts world. And I'm thinking specifically about music here because that tends to be what I review a lot of. This is Steve Swift's Rambling Reviews. And if you want a rambling review, you're in the right place. I mean, I went a bit Dalek then, didn't I? But I reckon there was a bit of Laurence Olivier in there too. <laughs> anyway, it's a perennial question, isn't it? How do I get my music out without being part of the machine? Well, you can be in a big company, a big label. You can be part of that. But you can also... You can also do all the things that are a bit of a halfway house. So you can also say, um, well, I'm going to do this myself and I formed a company or I'm going to work with a collective and there are companies out there that do that. But then there's always, the it always begs the question and I don't ask the question when I'm talking to artists who do this because I'm full of admiration for artists who, who, you know, who take the trouble to have a struggle. Take the trouble to have a struggle. I used to be one myself. So, you know, um, and I was in the business, firmly in the business. But I often think, if you want to be completely free as an artist, and you want to do your own thing completely, and you don't want to be part of the business, then releasing your music at all makes some kind of commercial impact. I don't want to use the word make words making money because it's more than that. A commercial impact. So actually releasing your music, no matter whether it's on a free-to-air platform or whether it's on a platform that people pay for, you know, a streaming platform, or whether it's on a free social media site, whether you're, if you're releasing it, then it makes a commercial impact. And if you're saying, it then becomes increasingly harder, I think. Maybe it doesn't, maybe I'm wrong, but I seem to think it becomes increasingly harder than to say, no money will change hands here at all. That's harder, I think. Once your music's out there and people are saying, I like this, I'd like to hear some more of it. And it's become increasingly different with that kind of ethos for established companies and bigger companies to make money from music. And, you know, the last windfall was probably the, um, the CD. And I know that the streaming... Uh, um, peer-to-peer sharing, torrent sharing, um, and streaming has affected record companies. I know, I know that. And where you sit is where you stand regarding re-releases of music. And I get a lot of re-releases of music to review. And some of them come with sumptuous packaging and that's part of it and some of them come with well this is a rehearsal and it really shows you how the song developed or it shows you how the band were together or 
something like that. And sometimes you think, I don't need to hear this again. This sounds like this sounds like a track I've heard before. Quite a lot of that, and I'm really interested. See, I'm not saying anyone's doing wrong here. I'm not saying it's wrong to take an album and to find rehearsals and to and to do demos and to do remixes and to put a live a live um, set on there. I, I never say that's wrong because some people will really want that. They will really want that, and it's and it all depends if you've got enough hardcore fans who want that. And so it comes down to what you've got. And sometimes, some albums are revisited a few times. Um, and sometimes you think, oh, this, this album hasn't been done before. It's an album I particularly like. And it's not been done this way before. For instance, the Blow Monkeys Animal Magic album, which came out a few weeks ago, and I've been, I've been holding off reviewing it because I love the album, I loved it when it came out, and I'm not entirely sure about the preponderance of remixes on it. And I need to think a bit more carefully before I review it. And the reason why I've had this lengthy discourse to begin with is because the Derek and the Dominoes album has come out. Um, well, it's been out many times. We've had a deluxe version, and I think a super deluxe version. There's been a few different copies of it. It wasn't popular to begin with. It's become popular now. You know, it's been re-evaluated and reappraised, and that's great. I, I happen to like it. I think it's an album of ups and downs, and I think it's an album of an, al- an album of that hits, that doesn't hit. But that's just to my taste, and it's wide enough the original album is wide enough to allow people to make their own decisions. And that's rare in albums. It's rare to have that openness. And what we've got now is the unreleased rarities. Obscure cuts. Now, I don't know what the packaging's like. It's a gatefold, I think. But um, I was just wondering whether or not this has the kind of new sounds that will bring people like me, who is not a massive fan of this album. No, I am a fan of the album, but I'm not playing it all the time. And I know there will be people who will, who will say, that's a new, that's a track I haven't heard before. I've got to hear that. And there are some of those here. But I just wanted to visit it just to see if there was anything that that really worked for me. And the thing is that coming out of it, it's still a yes and no. So you've got to begin with, you've, you you know, you're going to have with a little little with a little little do 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 do. It's done better than that, of course. It is a great track, Layla. It's just a really great track. Here, it sounds like a bit of a demo. It's got less bottom end to it. There's not as much power. And that's really, you want the sweep and the majesty and the warmth of the original, don't you? So, 
some of these tracks are a bit on the funky the funky why I said funky I'm saying funky because the track I'm going to talk about is funky but some of these tracks have been on the deluxe version got to get better in a little while is a funky little number yep and um, there's a great soul feel to it but we have heard it on a different version Son of Apache I can't see on a different version but I'm not an aficionado of this album other people might say yes that was on this bootleg now I understand quite a lot of these are from a bootleg and there are bootleg collectors out there of this album and it's a kind of quite a lot of what we've got here um I'd put a stamp of two words on it goes nowhere that's not to say that's a bad thing because sometimes with the jam nature of this band and with Mr. Allman being involved in all of that Mr. Clapton and with that jam nature sometimes that's all you that's, that's where you want to be isn't it so sort of sort of Apache is a jam bass heavy really sweet really open they're clearly having a good time the atmosphere is fabulous then you've got high which sounds like it was sounds like it might be live it's got a lovely it's it's actually got a pop rock feel you know when you could have rock in the charts and you could have classic rock in the charts in the 70s mainly yes and it's got a lovely organ a really nice open guitar feel with some really quiet sort of i mean you know delaney and bonnie are you know a band we have to talk about this time because eric clapton went to play with them you know he went to he went on tour with them and the kind of blues and country influence of delaney and bonnie is in quite a lot of these tracks so that's what you have a a sort of lovely country air quiet country air with the organ in the background on this on this track and although it does go nowhere again it is nice while it's there untitled instrumental is a scrap really it's a riff with stuff laid on it it's a it's almost as if that it's a kind of well we'll we'll get this down and then we'll add to it which has never happened now which we've never done or never happened but there are thoughts that there was possibly a second album coming up i don't know about that but that might be something that people are interested in but then if you love an album like you know i love the pace ashton lord album for instance i know i'm in the minority but i love it and when i got to review some demos that were going to be from the, on the second or could have been on a second album well i was pleased as punch and i still play them regularly because it just showed me where the band were going and even though they were unfinished i reveled in them so that might be where we are here one more chance by the way i can't find that on any other albums someone should tell me if i'm wrong because as i say i don't know this album that well fairly well but not as well as others i love the slide the cowbell the funky blues feel of this maybe it might not be a slide it could be a voice box can't quite work it out but it is really fun and that's a word i use in general sessions are fun here everyone's having a good time everyone's just playing along and seeing what comes out like snake lane blues of course it's blues loads of guitar sweet piano sounds really good so much of this sounds really good and whether or not you're thinking i've heard all this before if you're a real fan you'll want it and if you happen 
to alight on it, you'll have a great time with it. And maybe that's the important thing. What a great album, though, eh? Ta-ta.